how much should you personally be giving to the church monetarily? And I know a lot of you give of your time. I know a lot of you give of, of other, in other ways. Uh, but how much should you be giving monetarily? Could you have put more into the collection this morning? Or is everybody happy with the collection this morning? Could you have put more, or, or, or even, let's go the other way, could you have not put so much in this morning? Could you, could you have backed off a little bit? Could you have put $5 in, more or less? And not hurt your dinner this afternoon or, or your conscience? Could you have put $20 more or less in this morning? And still have gone to lunch today, or was that extra $20 that you put in this morning that, that you usually don't put in, was it necessary for you to put that in? I've broken the numbers down before you before, I know, right? I, I remember breaking them down for you. You know, we have about 160 average here on Sunday morning. Our budget, as you can see, is, is $2,700. So that's about $16.88 per person. If you break that down per person. Uh, if you're visiting from another congregation, we appreciate it if you give, but make sure that you give to your home congregation instead. All right? So you, you take this lesson back to your own home congregation. Uh, we appreciate it, but, but really make sure you give at home. Uh, if you're visiting uh, and not a member of the church, we thank you for the donation, but again, you're not, you're not expected to give here at Fountainhead. But you who have identified with Fountainhead and have placed yourself under the oversight of the, the elders here at, at Fountainhead, you are expected to give as you've prospered. You, you commanded to give on the first day of the week. As Paul said in 1 Corinthians, $16.88. Now times six, that's just a little over $100 for my family. But if I just gave that, it'd be a sin. It'd be a sin to me. I've said it before, if we'd all just do our part, we'd, we'd never be short. We'd never be short if we just do our part. And I think you'll agree, and I'm going to make a bold statement, but I think you'll agree with it. The USA, the United States of America, is the richest society the world has ever seen. We're rich. And if you are in this room and are a Christian, you're part of a historically rich society. There are not many in this room that want for anything. And it's a shame that we squander our wealth. What if Jesus gave like that? What if Jesus gave like you gave? 
You know, we talk about being more Christ-like. But if we're going to give like Jesus, if we're going to live like Jesus, we've got to give like Jesus. If we're not giving like Jesus gave, we're not living like Jesus. And that's a bold statement too. What we understand about Jesus is, and we all understand this, what we understand about Jesus is Jesus gave his life for us. He gave all that he, he had for us. He loved God with all of his heart, with all of his soul, with all of his mind, with, with all of his strength. He loved his neighbor as himself, the first and second greatest commandments. And if we want to live like Jesus, well, then we've got to give like Jesus. One out of every six verses in the New Testament is about money. One out of every six. Jesus talked a lot about money. More than what we'll look at today. And with the examples used today, we'll see how the generosity, the, the, the greatness the graciousness of God through Jesus Christ's teachings can guide us into really giving and and really living. Remember when things used to be just 3G? That was just a couple of years ago. It wasn't that long ago that we just had 3G. We didn't didn't have 4G. We We had 3G. And we thought that was so awesome. I can remember, I can remember when, when you, Jennifer, had a, a, you, you had your laptop and you had a, a, a thing that you could plug into your laptop and you could get internet anywhere. I thought that was awesome. You didn't have to find a hot spot. You didn't have to be plugged into the internet. She could get, I thought that was just great. I thought that was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. 3G. But 4G blew 3G away, didn't it? Didn't it? I mean, when 4G came along, I mean, my, my wife's phone has 4G and it's, it's, it's more powerful probably than the, than the laptop that you had just a few years ago. I mean, she can get on anything, anywhere, anytime. 4G is so powerful. It's affordable. It's reliable. It's, it's always there. You're always on where you want to be. These teachings today, these, these lessons from Jesus today, are the four G's of giving. They're powerful. They're ready. They're reliable. They're affordable. You can do this. We all can do this. All right? And the first that I want to show you, the first G is the G of generosity, the generosity of God. 17 of the Lord's 36 parables have to do with, with, with property and have to do with stewardship. Jesus understood very well, and, and the Bible makes very clear that, that God created everything. God sustains, he, he owns everything. Everything is God's. Psalm 104, 24, the earth is full of, of all of God's things. The, first, the, the earth is full of God's stuff. 
Haggai chapter 2 verse 8, the the silver is God's, the, the gold is God's. It's all God's. Paul quotes the Old Testament in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 26. The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. It's all God's. Our money is not ours. It's God's. We've got to understand that concept first before we can really give and live like Jesus. It's all God's. God is generous, but we are just holding on to God's wealth for Him. I remember working at Crescent back in the 90s, and there was a guy that worked in the warehouse there where I worked. And he'd always come up on, on Thursday and say, Hey, let me hold $10 till Friday. Let me hold $10. Well, I know exactly. He didn't want to just hold the $10 bill, did he? No. He wanted the money. Let me hold a dollar. You know, we're, we're just holding God's wealth for him. We're just holding it. We use what God has given us to live on, and we are to be good stewards of the rest so that we can bring a greater yield and glory to God. Because it's all about God. John Wesley wrote this. I don't agree with everything that John Wesley wrote, but I agree with this. He said, The possessor of heaven and earth placed you here not as an owner, but a steward. You are not your own, you are his, and so is all that you enjoy. This is understood very well in the parable of the talents in Matthew 25 which Jesus used to teach, beginning in verse 14, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his servants and delivered his goods to them. Let me parallel the passage for you with the meaning the church is like Jesus going to sit at God's right hand. That's basically what he's saying. But before he does, he gives us all his goods, his teachings, his salvation, his hope, his grace, his blood, his example, his promise, his word. He gives all to us. In the parable, one gets five talents, one gets two talents, one gets one talent. And the five and two talent people, they, they double theirs and they're praised for it. And the one talent man, he hides his, and he's called, verse 26, he's called a wicked and lazy servant. It's all God's. And in, and in his generosity, he gave you some. He gave you some more than the majority of the world has. <laughs> more than the majority of the world has. Have you ever been? Or were you this morning wicked and lazy? Were you wicked and lazy with your giving this morning? Jesus teaches God is so generous, Matthew 6.33, that if we'll just put God first, if we'll just seek Him first, we'll get everything we need. When we start putting him second, look out. Peter found this out in Matthew chapter 17, verse 24. Jesus and the disciples, they were in Capernaum at 
at, and, and the temple tax collectors. They asked Peter, does your teacher not pay the temple tax? And I don't know how Peter felt. He, he said yes. I don't know how he felt in verse 25, but I, I, I half think he was embarrassed by reading the, the text there. I half think that he was embarrassed. I don't think Peter really knew whether or not the Lord did or did not pay the temple tax. Because of what Jesus says when they got to the house. He, he, what do you think, Simon? He says, what do you think? From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes from their sons or from strangers? Verse 26, Peter said to him, from strangers. Jesus said to him, then the sons are free. Now, now, now remember now, look, look here. Now remember, the, what, what tax were they paying? The temple tax, right? Who resided in the temple? Well, God, right? It was the house of God, correct? Whose son was Jesus? God's son. Now look, when you're baptized into Jesus Christ, Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 and 27, when you're baptized, you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Now just as Jesus was a son, you are a son spiritually. You are free. You have liberty. But do not squander your freedom. Do not squander your, your, your liberty. What did Jesus do? Look at verse 27. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first, and when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to me. Give it to them for me and you. You guys who are, who are fishermen, you'd take that deal any day, wouldn't you? To go fishing and pull out fish that had money in its mouth? That's what Peter did. He paid the tax. Look, look don't miss this though. Look, God gives us what we give Him. Do you get that? God gives us what we give Him. You understand that if you're a parent, you've ever had children. You understand that. Your children, they go buy you a Christmas present. The majority of the time, where did it come from? Your back pocket, right? If you will repent of any selfishness, if you will search your heart like the woman in Luke 15, verses 8 through 10, who had 10 silver coins, but she lost one. She searched diligently, it says, for the lost one and found it and rejoiced. Likewise, if you will repent, there will be joy in heaven. The teachings of Jesus show the generosity of God, but also the teachings of Jesus show our, our second G, the generosity and greatness of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the church. In Matthew chapter 13, Jesus tells seven parables. All seven parables are about the church. And Jesus tells of the, the sower and the seed, verses 1 through 8, and how, how productive one is in the church depends on what response one makes to the word, right? Right? 
In verses 31 and 32, the mustard seed is compared to the church, that it's small, and the, but, the, but the church, like the seed, will grow very big. In verses 44 through 46, Jesus tells two parables, one of the hidden treasure and one of the, the pearl of great price and teaches that, that total commitment of the kingdom should be given because of the great worth of the church. We must be about the growing of the kingdom and we will grow. We can grow if we will grow and totally commit our lives to God. We need to make sure our lives are part of something that's so much bigger, so much greater than ourselves, the church. We must have the mindset of the widow in Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 43, who put in her two mites, only a little bit of money. But Jesus told the disciples that the widow had put in more than all the others who were only giving a portion of the wealth that they had, yet their portion was more money than the widow put in. How could that be? Young people, let's say Uncle Bob. Let's say Uncle Bob, he gives you a, a birthday card, and in the birthday card is $100. That's a lot of money. $100 is a lot of money to me. It's a lot of money to you. Let's say you put in 10%. If you give 10% to the Lord, you still have $90, but you put $10 in the collection plate. Let's say in that birthday card he gave you $10,000. That's a lot more money, isn't it? And you gave 10% of that. You would be given $1,000. And that's a lot of money. But guess what? You'd still have $9,000. During the time of Jesus, people giving at the treasury here in Mark 12. They gave vast sums and they poured their sums from what I've read into these, these copper receptacles. That, and when you poured your money in, it made a lot of noise. And so you, you had these rich people and they're pouring this money in and all this noise is being made. And, 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 and boy, when, when a lot of noise is made, people turn and look. Boy, he's really giving a lot. There were some who gave 10%, some who gave 20%, some who gave 30%, but not the widow. Not the widow. The widow gave 100%. She had two and she gave two. I wonder if God took care of her. We don't know any more about her. But I wonder when she laid her head down that night, did she have a place to lay her head? I wonder when she needed something to eat that night or the next morning, did she have something to eat? The least among us is the greatest. Luke chapter 9 verse 48. To be a part of the kingdom and be a disciple of Jesus, you've got to forsake all. Luke chapter 14 Verse 33, it says, Whoever of you does not forsake all cannot be my disciple. All what? Well, verse 26, Father, mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters, your own life. Jesus gave His life, His all. And if we want to live like Christ, well, we've got to give like Christ. The money that you have 
is not yours. But you have been given liberty to give. And Jesus teaches about the graciousness of giving. And the third G, the graciousness of giving is your responsibility. Giving is your responsibility and the more money there is, there's more responsibility. We may not like all of our taxes that we have to pay and how they're used, but we have to pay them. We are to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Matthew chapter 22 verse 15, and unto God's what is God's. God allows the governments to operate. Romans chapter 13, verse 6. And I I don't think there's a tax cheat in the room. I don't believe there's a tax cheat in this whole room. But do you rob God? In Luke chapter 12, Jesus uses a parable and direct teaching to get us to understand how gracious it is to give. And how we are helped when we, when we do give. How Jesus said in Matthew 20, excuse me, Acts chapter 20 verse 35, truly it's more blessed to give than to receive. He's quoted as saying. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus is speaking before an innumerable multitude, it says, of people. And in verse 13, then one of the crowd, in this innumerable crowd, one of the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Verse 14, but he said to him, Man, who made me judge or arbitrator over you? Verse 15, and he said, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. He tells the parable of the rich man who had so much and then he built more and more buildings and more and more barns to hold all of this stuff that he just kept accumulating. And then he kicked back with all this stuff and he had no worries. And it says in verse 20, but God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? If you lay up for yourself treasures here on this earth, you're not rich toward God, verse 21. But when you give, verse 33, when you give, you lay up treasures in heaven where thieves can't get to it and moths can't eat it. Where your treasure is, verse 34, where your treasure is, church, that's where your heart is. When Zacchaeus repented and gave half to the poor, and he repaid those he had cheated fourfold, it says, Jesus said in Luke chapter 19 and verse 9, Today salvation has come into this house because he is a son of Abraham. Now, when we talked about Galatians. When you were baptized into Jesus Christ in Galatians chapter 3, verse 27, you became an heir of Abraham also, Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. And if you repent, 1 John chapter 1, verse 7 and 8, if you repent, God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin. 
the Son of Man, Jesus, it says in Matthew 19.10, came to seek and save the lost. And that may very well be you tonight because of the way you give. The teachings of Jesus also show us the generosity of God, the greatness of the kingdom, the graciousness of giving. But he also gives us a powerful fourth G in guidance in our giving. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 25 verse 31, When he comes in his glory with all of his angels and he sits on the throne, all the nations will be gathered before him and he will divide them up like shepherds divide sheep and goats. And the sheep will be on his right hand and the goats, they'll be on his left hand. And, and to the sheep he will say this, Verse 34, come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For, in other words, why do the sheep get to inherit the kingdom? Why do the sheep, not the goats, get to inherit the kingdom? Verse 35, they were givers. That's the reason. They were givers. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And and they said, Jesus, when did we do those things? Verse 40, when you did it to the least, you did it to me. Now, if we go back to the Old Testament and count up what the Jews gave on a regular basis. The percentage was around 33%. Okay? We who were under a better covenant, we who are under better promises, guess how much we give? Let's put a percentage on it. Kyle Butt did. Kyle Butt in, in the polishing the pulpit that I went to this couple of weeks ago, he he, he put a percentage on it. He's done the research. And according to Kyle Butt, 6% on average. 6%. He backed it up with Scripture. That you, he, he said that you rob God. He backed this up with Scripture. You rob God when you give less than 10 Now think what you put in the plate this morning. If you make $10,000 per year, at 6%, you're given $11.50. If you make $10,000 a year and you give 10%, you're given about $19.20 a week. Do you make more than $10,000 a year? Let me let that just settle in a little bit. In his lesson on giving, Kyle said, if a Christian is not giving, they're not as happy as they could be. You're not using all the four G's. He said, 
He said this, and this is a great statement. I love this statement. He said, the one thing that keeps us from growing is giving. That's a true statement. The one thing that keeps us from growing, the church universal and here at Fountainhead, Look no further than the example that Jesus provides to understand this in the rich young ruler found in Luke chapter 18. Verse 18, the man had kept all the commandments since he was a little boy. He'd kept all the commandments. He was a good man. Hey, and you're good people. You're good people. You're solid people. But he... And you lack one thing. Some of you. Verse 22, giving your all. If we aren't giving like Jesus, then we're not living like Jesus. Be like God and be be generous in your giving. He gave His only Son. Be be great by being the least and giving graciously. Be a gracious giver and follow the guidance of Jesus on giving. When He said in Luke chapter 6 verse 38, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. You know, I, I think of a sack. I, I think of a sack, and 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 you would come and you would you would fill it full of my favorite candy. Just think of your favorite candy. And you had a sack full of candy. It's it's from here to the floor, and you just fill it up, and then you you shake it real good, and then you press it down, and you put more in it to the point that it's running over. Snickers, I prefer those. Think about that. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. If you give, God will give that way to you. That's what He says. Remember, the, the, the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Now, if you haven't given as you should, repent. Tap into the four G's. If you want to put Christ on in baptism, we had one this morning. You can do that right now as well. Come right now.